following program is intended for mature audiences. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Let's talk football. Let's talk football. One constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. There's been a lot of complaints already. Bad language, smoking grass. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. the intentional foul after week one well kind of the nfl season we got to get through i call it preseason week five because everybody's so rusty i don't know some teams that are putting up big numbers aren't as rusty as the two that we saw last Thursday. well but those were the good teams you know what i mean would have well anybody who plays the dolphins right now is going to be mistaken for good um i don't know would an extra couple of days of practice Made a lot of difference in that Thursday game. No, not from from Thursday to Sunday. No, that's what I mean. No, but maybe a couple snaps in the preseason would. Yeah, yeah, I think so. You have to think so. I think so. All the way around both teams. So, we got a lot to cover today. Josh and Dan in the comfy confines of the basement here in Studio B. Let's call it Studio B. That works. That like works. It. All right. This, this that is works. a good. This is a good setup. So we are almost all the way through. Week one of the NFL season, we got the Brewers somehow inexplicably still alive in the playoff. I've I, I've written them off. I counted them for dead. <laughs> and then you read on Twitter about one after successful series uh, against the Cubs last week and this and this last weekend, and now they're two games back entering tonight as we recorded this on Monday um, of that second wild card spot, and the teams that they have coming up. On their remaining schedule, 20 games, I think you said, were left? Yeah, yeah. They're not good. They're not good. And some of the teams that are above them have challenging series ahead of them. Absolutely, so, yeah. We got uh, Philly at Atlanta for a four-gamer. We've got uh, Arizona at the Mets with a four-gamer. And the Cubs out in San Diego with a four-gamer this week. So, nothing. Uh, I, I don't see any one of those teams coming through that looking great, mm-hmm. you know. Maybe one of those teams takes three out of four, but I think you're looking at a lot of two and twos and maybe a one and three here and there. Obviously, we'll be NFL heavy for this edition. There's no really big reason to talk about the Badgers. No, not a lot. I, I don't know what there is to break down about 61 to nothing. Yeah. Um, I am looking, obviously, forward to a couple of tougher opponents, seeing what that, but I mean, the moment you start to doubt Michigan after a home double overtime win against Army seems to be the time that they're going to come in and beat your ass. Yeah. Well, so, I want to touch on that game right. a little bit just at the end. Okay. Just some. You want to start obviously about Packers and Bears. Yeah, last we, might well. right. we might as well. We might as well. You want to lead with? You you want to lead with your uh, team? I mean, my worst fear came true, man. I told you, I did not like this matchup. I did not like it early in the season. Um, I did not like it in Chicago. I didn't like anything about it. Um. It was a it was kind of deja vu for me from last year. I mean, the Bears didn't get out to the big lead in this game, but just the the play calling from the Bears offensively was this the worst. I think the probably the worst of the Nagy era, and if not the worst, it's second to last year's first game. Um, I, I mean, week one of the season, and you have a quarterback who's really only played 14 games in your system. Um, he didn't 
I don't know that he even took more than one series worth of snaps all of preseason. You had uh, Anthony Miller, who had been injured most of preseason, um, at the wide receiver spot. And you dropped back to pass 50 times in a one-possession game. Nope. It was never bigger than a one-possession game. Nope. You run 50 pass plays. He he sacked five times. He throws 45 passes. 15 run plays the entire game, three of which were designed runs for Trubisky. So he only turned around and handed the ball off 12 times the entire game. All we heard all preseason from from the coaching staff and, and Nagy was how excited they were for David Montgomery. Right. He had six carries. Yeah. I don't, and that's what kind of bothered me when I saw the breakdown, and I didn't understand because all you heard was about Matt Nagy getting guys that fit in his offense, and the second season of him running this offense is going to be so great. Everything's going to be much more fluid, and I didn't really understand what he was doing. The first play of the game, first play on offense of the game for the Bears, they they force a three and out on the Packers to open the game. Soldier Field is rocking and rolling. Everybody's fired up. That dude that sings the anthem, he sings the oh, anthem at the Blackhawk Black games. Yeah. He came and he did the yeah. one. It was awesome. Everybody was pumped up. They come out in the first play they run. They they line up in the oh, first. They line up in the wildcat, wildcat yeah. and then they do all this shifting crap that they like to do, and they run a like a sweep handoff pitch play to Cohen, and him and Trubisky are like less than a foot away, so it just hits him straight in the shoulder pad and. and is on the ground, and it's like you had six months to prepare for this game, and that's the play you call? Really? Yeah. Like I know, and this is a this is a deeper discussion that we don't have to get into now. But it's like I know these guys are all quote unquote offensive geniuses now. Oh, whether it's Lafleur yeah. or it's Nagy or it's um, the guy in Cleveland, or whatever. Mike Daniels called Matt Patricia a genius. Yeah, all these guys are geniuses. Yep. Okay, well. He's You're not, not, not often, and you yeah. don't have to constantly try to prove it in the game by getting so cute. Yeah, just play football. That's what that's what it seems like that everybody is like. They're not even trying to impress the players; they're trying to impress the other coaches. Like, yes, look at how look how oh, smart I am. Right, look, look at, at this. Look, look at this play I drew in the look dirt. Look at how I'm out strategizing you. And it, it it to me it comes down to letting your players execute and put them in better in in good positions to make plays. And you just don't see that like. What you, I don't know how many times, like, what are you, what's going on? What are we trying to do here? Yeah. And one of the things that I love, and now Matt Nagy has joined the Mike McCarthy camp about, well, we need to run the football better. Who's what, calling yeah, the plays? Exactly. And do you realize what type of situation you're in? Yeah. Like, that's after McCarthy asked Rodgers to throw it 50 times, and they run a dozen. And it's like, you have the running backs that you say you're in love with and you want to use, and you're never out of the game by three or four touchdowns that forces you to pass, then why aren't you running the football? And and that's that's a questionable decision with Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback. Now put Mitch Trubisky back there. Throw. That's not even... Trubisky was terrible. There's no excuse for how poorly he played. He looked like uh, he was he looked like he was playing at half speed. They, they did not, the whole team offensively did not look prepared. But you put the kid in a bad spot. You do him a disservice by asking him to throw the ball 45 times against a team. You heard Tremont Williams say it in the postgame. They wanted him to be a quarterback, to, to be a quarterback, which meant they wanted to keep him in the, the pocket. pocket and throw the ball. They knew if they, if he gets out on the edge, that's where he's dangerous. And to call all those drop back passes, it, it just makes no sense. 
makes no sense. But false confidence. You're in your coach well, having your. Quarterback? I think so. I think so. You know, you, these guys they they watch their offense tear up the second string defense in practice, and they like, think oh, that it, it's going to translate, great, right? and, it, and it just doesn't. You know, I don't know how many times these guys have to be beat over the head with this, but you know that wasn't the only problem. Bears had way too many penalties. Um, yeah. I thought I saw a graphic during the game. They were the lowest penalized team in the league last year. They only had 12 holding calls the entire season on the offensive line. They had three. Well, the offensive line, I don't know whether you They got follow, pummeled. I don't know whether you follow our uh, my guy Lauren Cox over at the newsroom mm-hmm. uh, down at the radio stations. He analyze, He breaks down tape and does some stuff for Pro Football Focus. Mm-hmm. He did a nice thread today on just specifically on clips on the Bears' offensive line and just how there was piss-poor communication. Um, the reads that, I mean, that... The handoff on the short yardage. Oh, the play. fourth and one. Jesus. Yeah. Um, the wide receiver that came in motion, Kenny Clark, read that and jumped the snap count. Yeah, and blew the play up well, immediately. I mean, Nagy was asked about giving it to Patterson because they handed it to Cordero Patterson, right. a wide receiver, yep. in a fourth and one play. That's that's genius. But he even said he's like, I don't think Walter Payton gets through that. I mean, nobody blocked him. He was just through the line. But I mean, you've got you've got the guard talking to the. T- to the tackle, but nobody talks to the center, and the center doesn't inform the guard. It's like all these guys, when they blitz, and then they showed blitz, and they backed up into pass coverage, and nobody knew what was going So, I mean, the offensive line for the Bears really played poorly, and I'm not sure if that was indicative of, of how well the Packers' defensive line or the or the linebackers in the rushing scheme that Patton was, was designing was, you know, effective or not, but... It just seems that game was lost also up front by Chicago. And it's very surprising because it's the same five guys they had last year. A couple of them right. got paid. The only switch they made, they they flip-flopped James Daniels and Whitehair, guard and center. Now Whitehair's at guard, Daniels is at center, which is what he played at Iowa. Um, but, I mean, they got their ass kicked all night long. I mean, the Packers, I think they had five sacks, yep. and they had, I mean, they had constant pressure on Trubisky all night. Um, Rodgers got sacked five times, and I read something yeah, else. But you kind of from, the Bears are top five D. That's gonna they're yeah, gonna get some but sacks. I mean, it, it's it's funny because we like to make fun of Brian Bulaga and yes, how he needs yes. time off and how he gets injured or whatever. And he will. And he was one of the highest rated guys. He won, and it, it wasn't on blitz, but he was on when when he was on one on one matchups. He didn't lose a battle, right? They said, and it's Bakhtiari lost one. The problem was in the inside. Lane Taylor had a very very bad game, yeah, and f- a lot of people are saying that he's going to be replaced by a rookie before the season ends. Yeah, Akeem Hicks kind of had his way with yeah. Him. yeah. So I mean, all that stuff was inside, but I was actually impressed with the way the the the, the tackles handled a lot of the rush. Yeah, for, for Green well, Bay, up you know, the, and five the, sacks, but like you said. Across the board, that's a good defense. That's not, yeah. I mean, and the Bears, you know, their end guys obviously are very much speed guys mm-hmm. in Floyd and Mac. And yeah, the Packers were the size of those guys was kind of able to slow them down a little bit. You know, just quick back to the penalties. Sure. It, the fourth quarter, they're moving the ball, they get across the 50 yard line, and they get two delay of game penalties. That's 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 high school stuff. I don't understand how in this day you can't get that's a, on Nagy. a play in that's to the on quarterback. The, the quarterback gets everybody up to the line. You get down and you snap the ball. I don't understand how that happens. For all these plays that you have on your chart that you're constantly thinking one or two ahead of, that 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 happens. Somebody needs to explain to me how you can't get a play in. And I mean, if you need to call a timeout, fine. But and then you audible at the line and a call takes up some more time. I mean, 
get going and run the yeah, play. I know. Like, I, I tweeted about it. This isn't Tecmo Super Bowl where the defense picks the play you're going to run and there's no possible way you're going to even get back to the line of scrimmage. Right. That doesn't happen. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. There, there should be a way for you to run that, even if you think they might have one matchup or a scheme figured out or something. You should still be able to run something in the time allotted. Yeah. Well, I don't I, I don't get that. I don't get it either, and that's, that's totally on the coach. Um, they got to get that in there earlier, and you gotta. If you're not gonna get it off, you gotta call a timeout. Yeah. If you gotta burn them, you gotta right, burn them. But you, you cannot in a one possession game. They had a first and forty, man. That's a lot. First and forty, that's like that's Tecmo Bowl, <laughs> right? You know what I'm yes, saying? Yes, it is. <laughs> that's that's a that's Madden. That's that's just that's video game shit. Mm-hmm. But all that being said, yeah, I felt worse after last year's loss than this one, because this last year's was a. They blew it last year. Rodgers Rogers was all hopped up on painkillers, playing on one leg. They were up 20 to three. They got conservative. They gagged. They weren't ready for prime time. This one, they just played awful, and everything that could go bad went bad. They still only gave up 10. They only lost by a touchdown. Um, I I think the Packers are are an improved team. I think they do have... A pretty good defense. I don't know that it's going to be top five, but I think it's a top ten defense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think that if you played that game ten times, I think the Bears score three once. I, I just think oh, it was really just a, yep. one of those games. Shit happens. Um, now, if they go out west and get their brains beat in by Denver this weekend, now I'm going to have a little different outlook. For sure. For sure. Um, but all in all, I, I think the I think the Bears defense is so good. They're going to keep them in most games. They're going to have a couple of those games where they they block a punt and score. They get a kick return. They they, they have three pick whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I offensively though they got it. They got to figure some stuff out. They, you know, I don't know if it's a matter of simplifying it for Trubisky, but you you can't have him throw forty five times. I think my reaction to the Packers, and I know a lot of people were looking for the Matt Lafleur offense and the Aaron Rodgers magic and all that stuff, but I think it shows you exactly how few snaps you have to get in rhythm in a game situation. That uh, again, we said we said it last week, and I'll probably say it again. I don't think you can simulate on Clark Hinkle Field or you know Nitschke or wherever they practice up there for the you know four weeks leading up to the season, five weeks, six weeks, whatever it was since the end of July. And I think especially when you're putting in a new offense, you need all your guys out there at the same time running game-like situations. Mm-hmm. And because you get guys off for practice this day for rest, or this guy's a little dinged up for that, or you're only going to go in helmets this day, whatever it is, you need guys running at full speed against a defense that is looking to beat your ass and run the plays that you're going to be doing in a game. Yeah. And because you don't do that, you get out there, and everybody's all out there for the first time, it seems like, all together, and stuff's just not fluid. It's just not fluid. It's a chemistry thing. You need everybody there at the same time, and you just can't all of a sudden drop the curtain on this thing and say, let's go. I just don't think it works that. Maybe I'm totally wrong, but this would be indicative, and again, the defense has a lot to do with that. You you played a top level mm-hmm. defense, yep. So I'm sure there's you know there's a little bit in between, but I just don't think you can have that. So um, didn't it look like one of those? It almost looked like a, a an April baseball game where the pitching was so far ahead of the hitting. Yes, 
where in that in this game the def- the two defenses were, were so far ahead of the, ahead offenses. Of the yes. offenses yep. that it was kind of jarring. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, surprisingly, that the Packers were that far ahead of the Bears' offense. Not as surprisingly from the other side. I mean, the it was basically a three to three game for fifty eight and a half minutes of the game. Right. That was, you know, stalemate. I mean, it, it was a yep. stalemate. It was an ugly offensive mm-hmm. game, and um, I, I, I think the Packers do though. I, I, I like what I saw from their defense. They, they are much more athletic up front than they were last year. Well, their, their front, their front line is good. Yeah, um, those guys they brought in in free agency. Yep. They're, I don't know that they're. I don't. I'm not saying they're 10, 12 sack guys, but. They're better athletes yep. than what they had there in Perry and Matthews. I like Savage. Um, I thought Green good a, did did a good job in the defense and rotating what he was supposed to do. Um, I like the way King, even though he seems to be as fragile and frail as anybody out there the last couple of seasons, the dude sticks his nose in there and makes some tackles mm-hmm. when he has to. Mm-hmm. Um, Alexander, I thought, I mean, this might be, not, I'm not going to say a year of regression, but... Um, I'm not sure that he's going to be playing at the level that he did last well, year. Well, and, you know, everybody keeps telling you he's going to be a star. A pro bowl. And, and I'm yeah. sure he and, hears and that's that, what, too. And that's what he wants. He, wanted, he wants to be, a, yeah. a, you know, an all-pro or a pro bowler this year. So, I mean, I and I, I think teams are still going to go out. I mean, they're young. So, it's going to start up front. It's going to start with how much pressure they can put on the quarterback and watching the Vikings a little bit um, yesterday. That's a pretty good balanced offense. Mm-hmm. I mean, if Dalvin Cook is healthy... And, oh, yeah. and you got Thielen and Diggs and Rudolph. I mean, that's pretty good, but you've got an average quarterback. Yeah, but if Dalvin Cook is is running like he did the yesterday yeah. and their defense plays that way, Cousins didn't even throw 20 passes. No, he didn't. No, so, he, was, he was insanely efficient. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to get after him. You got to stop the run. Um, I, I'm not going to say I'm more nervous for this game against the Vikings. I like the fact that it's at home. Um but, I mean, two huge divisional games for the Packers right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you got to have both of these. I don't know whether the opening lines, it'll, they'll probably be after Monday Night Football. Three. So three. three. Yep. Packers by three. Packers okay. by three, which is pretty much a, a pick em. Right. Yeah, um, yeah, I mean, I think the Packers have a really, really, this is a huge game for them, I think. I, they have an opportunity in week two to really take a stranglehold of the division sure. early on. Yep. Of having beaten the, the two other uh, contenders. And especially one on the road. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And... I was I watched most of that Minnesota game yesterday, and we'll talk about that in a okay. second. But I was I was pretty impressed, yeah. pretty mm-hmm. impressed. So, what do you think, though? I mean, you you like what you saw as a as a whole? I mean, you'd like to see more out of the offense. I mean, the ground game stunk. Yeah, I was um, gonna say I'm a, I would be a little concerned yeah. about that. Um, and you know, the comments from Lafleur uh, yesterday is they they were gonna get back to work today about you know the high offensive standards that he has set for the team shouldn't have mattered against the top defense. And, and I mean, he's right. Um, but, you know, it's kind of in the same situation, not necessarily the play calls, um, but just the fact that the running game was just largely ineffective. So I don't know how they double down on that. Um, I don't know how good Minnesota is uh, up front as in years past. I know their linebackers are pretty good, and their secondary is is Very pre- good. is pretty yeah. good. But I don't know how good their their front three, front front four are. So um, I would be curious to see at home whether they try and pound the ball a little bit more to uh, take some of the pressures off off Rodgers. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, the Antonio Brown oh saga God. kind of kind of wrapped up, but yet still continues. I don't. I don't 
I mean, should they, they the uh, the NFL? A lot of people say it's you know it's an acronym for the No Fun League. Yeah. I mean, should they change it to the NIL, the No Integrity League? Because not well, really anybody. I mean, no one's not surprised, but I mean, no one in that league seems to really have a lot of it, and pretty much will do whatever they got to do to win a football game. Well, and I guess who's doing anything about this? I mean, does anybody, I mean, as far as we know, was there any tampering? Was there anything illegal done? Or was there just a player well, manipulating his own situation to the maximum of his ability to get out when he saw what kind of a crap team that he was dealing with, and now he's on a Super Bowl contender? Well, there's some fishy stuff. I mean, you know, it's really hard to, to prove tampering um, because... You know, does was Antonio Brown himself in contact with New England? No. Was Drew Rosenhaus in contact with them? Of course he was, because he can always say he was talking to them about a different player that he represents on their roster. So it's almost impossible to prove tampering. Um, you know, it's a little fishy. He gets released at like 11 o'clock in the morning on Saturday, and by 4 o'clock in the afternoon got he's team. got a new deal with a new team. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Rosenhaus said on uh, ESPN, I believe this morning, that he was in contact with like 10 or 15 teams. So it's like, okay, well, so you were able to weed through contracts of 10 or 15 teams in like a four-hour period and just immediately sign with New England? Or, you know, did Antonio Brown just tell you that he wanted to sign? Like, there's some missing pieces there. I want to go to the Patriots, there. get me a deal done. But the problem for me is like, I just, and I, I said this to one of our listeners, I had our buddy Chris Collis, I was talking to him on Saturday, and I told him, I said, I'm going to talk about this on the podcast, and then I saw it come out on Yahoo yesterday. I think this was all orchestrated. I think by, by Antonio Brown and possibly late in the game New England. Um, I think that Antonio Brown got to Oakland uh, this summer or early fall and looked around and said, uh-oh. This ain't this ain't this ain't Big Ben. Money doesn't matter anymore. I ain't got I ain't got Tomlin. I ain't got Big Ben. I ain't got this this defense. We're gonna suck. I gotta get out of here. I can't be here for two years. What do I gotta do? And I think the whole I think the whole feet thing was an accident. I think that was just him being stupid. Probably. The helmet thing was an obvious ploy to create drama. A work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Total work. Okay. Um there's two thousand guys in the NFL at the time, and one guy filed a grievance, and it was not Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or a quarterback. Uh, it was Antonio Brown. Um, you know, then the whole thing with Mayock, the general manager, yep. threatening him, calling him shoving a cracker, match. Yep. shoving match, threatening to punch him, punting a ball and telling him to fine him, posting the fine on online, um, putting the conversation recorded with Gruden on YouTube which now came out today that it is a it some, is illegal in California somebody somebody said like the equipment manager said that Gruden gave him permission to post that well here's what i saw today okay. on the Lebertard show Lebertard had on Antonio Brown's social media video guy it's this 25 year old kid okay okay and Imagine being that. That's your it's, job. It is illegal in the state of California to record a conversation without the consent of both parties. Right. Well, they recorded the conversation, didn't tell Gruden about it, posted it online, and a bunch of people were coming back at Brown and this guy going, you're going to get arrested, dude. You can't do that. So apparently these people, Antonio Brown's people, including this kid, reached out to the Raiders and sent him the video, and Gruden was all in on it. 
allegedly Gruden was said he loved it and it's cool and it's great and he was like, yeah, go ahead and post it. They're paying that dude $10 million a year. He has now traded away Khalil Mack for basically a couple of maybes. Mm-hmm. Our Amani, uh, uh, Amari Cooper for nothing. Yes. And now they traded away a third-round pick for Antonio Brown, and he is not on the team anymore and never played a game for him. This is the dude you're paying $10 million a year if you're the Raiders. <laughs> Complete shit show. Yeah. But Antonio Brown, from my perspective, you know, I get it. This this is what I've been telling you for the last couple of years at NFL players. They want to be NBA players because this is the kind of shit that goes on in the NBA. Yes. Guy doesn't like where he is, doesn't like his contract, throws a fit, agent throws out threats. All of a sudden, the guy's on a new team and everybody's happy except okay. the team that he left and the general fans. So then here's my question about this whole thing. And I was listening to um, Steve Zabin, who does a D.C. and, and Milwaukee show. Uh, mornings in Milwaukee, afternoon or uh, afternoons in DC. Where's the commissioner on this, and what do you do about this type of diva behavior? If you look at all these puzzle pieces and you put together, like he got his way out of there by doing all this stuff and acting this way and having this kind of behavior, and now he's on a Super Bowl contender. So he's basically manipulating the market for his services to better his chances to win a championship. I don't know that he can do anything. Well, according to Mr. Zabin that I was listening to this morning, commissioner can come in. We're going to put you on my special exemption list. because And, and that is a wide-ranging, vague list of whatever I deem unfit for this game or how you're, how you're behaving or performing. And you're just going to sit there for eight weeks because I want you to. Just because. Just I mean, didn't, didn't Adrian Peterson get on that list? I'm I'm pretty sure. The, yeah, the, I think the, so. And again, circumstances way different. Sure, but it's up to the discretion of the commissioner what he wants to do, because now you've basically given the green light for all these players to say, "Well, we've got a roadmap if we want to get out of our shitty situation, and doesn't matter how much money we're making, because you know there's going to be another team that comes a calling in." If we're good enough, maybe they'll have stand a better chance of winning the Super Bowl. Now, that's a great theory, and I'm sure by the letter of the law that is true. But if you're the NFL and you're Roger Goodell, do you want to put another outspoken black dude making a bunch of money in your league? Do you want to tell him that he can't play because he's an outspoken black dude who makes a bunch of money? That ain't going to fly. Mm. It's just not going to fly. I'm not saying I wouldn't do it. I'm just saying in 2019, That's probably not that the shit way ain't going to gonna fly. I'm, it's just there's there's really nothing you can – It's the, the NFL is heading down the road that's really that, the NFL, that the NBA has already gotten to where the, the stars of the league, which in the NBA is about eight dudes, and in the NFL it's like ten quarterbacks. Those guys make so much money that everybody else in the league now is looking around and saying, well, I'm not making enough commensurate to what this guy's making because this guy's making this because I'm on his team. Well, okay, but you don't play quarterback. Okay, but you're not LeBron. But it's hard to get these guys to understand their own individual value. And and let's face it, when you're making, when you get $30 million guaranteed, like Antonio Brown did, you can't tell him nothing. 
No. Well, you got to tell him. <laughs> He's got more power than everybody in the organization, well, clearly, including the general manager right now, and including the coach. Mm-hmm. Because if John Gruden had said anything about Antonio Brown negatively, it would have come back negatively on Gruden, on, not on Brown. Gruden, right. That's why Mayock never addressed anything after the whole kerfuffle in the locker room, because he would have looked bad. It doesn't matter. Brown. It doesn't matter what you say. You 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 would have already lost. Yeah. It's just such well, then, a, it's, then, it's an awful situation. I understand what you're saying. That's a bad position that terrible, you're in then. Terrible. And, and it's all boils down to what the hell is in the collective bargaining agreement and the rules that are in place with these contracts. And this is what the owners are going to say in the next CBA. They're going to say, this is why we don't give these guys guaranteed money. Look at this shit. Look at how, look at how, and they're going to use one guy in Antonio Brown as the example they're going to say, look at that. Great for the Patriots. The other 31 teams, that's not great for. But if The Patriots pick up, can pick up the scraps because they didn't have to give him any guaranteed money because he was out of options. But a team like Oakland, who the only way they were going to get him from Pittsburgh in a trade was to guarantee his money. He came out and said that. Mm-hmm. This, well, as a franchise, you're screwed. The sad part about that is then... I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> I, I'm, I've, I've got so many things going around on how this how this can try to be solved and how you can backpedal from where you're at. And there's there's really there's no way you can do it. No, I mean I mean you really can't. And it's it it's a shame to me that you hear the backlash from all the other fan bases that aren't the New England Patriots that are already sick of that franchise winning so much, but it doesn't affect the bottom line. It doesn't affect viewership. It doesn't affect anything. Nothing has. And and they can keep doing what they're doing, even this, and it won't affect anything. Guys beating up women didn't affect it. Kaepernick Nealon barely affected it, and it's rebounded now. There's nothing that's going to affect the machine because people like to watch football on Sunday, and everybody gambles on it. That's the end. That's it. That's it. Do you, how? What? What was? What's the collective percentage of fan bases that now have basically just stamped champion on the Patriots? Probably about twenty five of them. That's what I think. You know. Yeah. I mean, there's like ten teams today that ought to be thinking about next year. The Dolphins. Dolphins, Giants, Bengals, Bengals, Lions, Lions, um, Tampa. San Francisco. I mean, there's some bad NFL teams. You got man. anything else about this? Because I I want to stop. Well, not about really. It. I just wanted this, to say is, that I'm, it's I'm done with that. It sucks that a dude is going to get rewarded for bad behavior. Yes. But at the end of the day, nobody knows how to come up with a happy ending better than Bob Kraft. Did you write that? I thought of that today. <laughs> I thought of that one today at that work. Is, that's good. Yeah. I like yeah. that. You got a lot of time to write. I do. All right. You want to go down some results and just kind of yeah, impressions? We'll just hit a couple of the right, run through the games. Uh you can start. Rams uh over the Panthers thirty to twenty seven. Rough day for Cam coming uh the only thing that stood out was his post game. Yeah, uh, what outfit. in the world? I don't I, know. I mean I mean again we're off the train it's, on that. It's 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 in the same vein as the Antonio Brown thing where like these guys are just so desperate for people to like them and notice them. Um, and that's what you come up with? I, well, it got him. No, got you talking about it in a bad way. Well, got you talking about Any it. Any attention is good attention. That's right. Okay. That's what these guys think. All right. Um, Tennessee mauls the Browns. That was. I mean, and I said that this morning on my commentary, and you and I had talked about it. About 
CBS pulled their number one crew out to do this game yeah. because of the Browns hype. And they so were clearly stupid. banking on Cleveland, and Tennessee just manhandled them. Yeah. So I think we can pump the, the, the Cleveland hype express. Second-year quarterback, guy who's never coached before as your head coach, a team that beat no one last year, oh, but man. they got Odell Beckham, so they must be good, right? Mm. Odell Beckham, the guy that wore a $350,000 watch during the game, because right. why? To be noticed. Kansas City over Jacksonville, 40-26. to 26. Not a surprise. Not even as close as the score. Bowles, I feel bad for. Yeah. Finally gets out of that situation. The team's ready to take a full-time chance on him, but he breaks his collarbone. Yeah. That kind of sucks. Breaks his collarbone. Tyreek Hill also leaves a with a collarbone and, and apparently some... They're working on a contract extension, though, yeah, too. Apparently some internal injuries along with that. It didn't. It wasn't a break, but I don't know. It was okay. kind of vague there. Yeah. Um, Baltimore beat the local Miami high school team, fifty-nine to ten. Lamar like, Jackson had five passing touchdowns. I like him after the game when they asked him how he did or whatever. He said, "Not bad for a running back." Well, not bad for a running back playing against a JV team. Well, and that's so, I think I think the Dolphins. Talk to me when you play a division rival. I said this this morning. The Dolphins are going to be lucky to win a game. Oh yeah, I think yeah. I think they're gonna they're gonna follow the Lions. I mean they're. They're actively tanking as much as you can in football. Trade away all your best. Yeah. 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 Don't even get me started on the overtime thing. Lions and Cardinals. Yeah. I, you you know my feelings on that. Well. There needs to be a winner. I'm sorry. Figure yeah, it out. That's dumb. Figure it out. That's dumb. I um I got home. I, w- I watched uh, the early session of games over at my parents, and mm-hmm. then I got home for the afternoon and uh, had, the, had the free weekend of Red Zone on DirecTV. Oh, okay. So right. I was checking that. And, I mean. Greatest fucking thing of all time. <laughs> if you're a football fan, it's it's overpriced. It is expensive. And when you live in the same locale as your favorite team and you get to see other games, yeah, then maybe it doesn't necessarily pay. But, dude, it's fun as hell. And it was fun as hell in the afternoon yesterday watching that game and the Niners-Tampa Bay game. Two terrible, te- two terrible games with four terrible teams. But watching Kyler Murray, he was so awful. For three quarters. He had like 100 yards passing. He was like took him that 15 much for 40. Figure out how to win in his coach's offense. Well, that and the fact that the Lions got up relaxed and he remembered right. that Larry Fitzgerald was on his team. He's, so everybody's kissing Murray's ass today. I watched a lot of that game. Ah. Uh, oh, I'm not uh, no, buying into that. You're a rookie quarterback. Yeah. And, and you just played the Lions. Yeah. And you didn't even At win. At home. Yeah. So do something uh, else. Right. Before we talk about you. Um, in the it, next game, the the Niner the Tampa Niners game was. Today. I mean, Jameis Winston is. I don't know who down there believes that he's any good uh, or why he will be signing a contract shortly with Vince McMahon to be the, the fran- franchise guy in the XFL. He, dude, it's shocking the lack of pocket presence and awareness that he has in like what his fifth year. <laughs> yeah. He looks like he's doesn't know what's going on playing football for like the first time. It's like his schoolyard. He's just running around. Terrible. Dallas beat the Giants, uh, more than doubled them up. I was glad to see Jason Witten still be able to do it. I mean, as, Dude, he can't move. as slow as oh. he is, he still found his way into the end zone. <laughs> Unbelievable. But, that, I mean, that's not a surprise. They looked I mean, really good, but the Giants, it's, it's the Giants. The Giants' defense is horrific. Yeah. Um, This one was kind of surprising. Seahawks at home by one over yeah, the Bengals? It was ugly. It was ugly. Mm. Dalton threw for, like, 400, but it was just 
kind of a mess. I don't know what it is. Seahawk games are just weird. They're they are. They're yeah. just they're hard to watch and they're they feel really disjointed. And, and every like, time you get really confident, like, oh, this will be a massacre, something something it just winds up being closer than it should be. Well, like Russell Wilson will suck for two quarters. And then he'll pull like three plays out of his ass on one drive and they <laughs> score and they go up, you know, they'll be up 10, which out there feels like a hundred and they win. But you come away watching the game. And you're like, are they good? Not is sure. Cincinnati is Cincinnati better right. than I thought? Not I don't sure. know. Okay. Um, Chargers over the Colts. That was entertaining. Surprisingly, the guy, I mean, Melvin Gordon now I see is going to report. <laughs> Yeah, he Between is. Between eight, week eight and week ten, just uh, so he can cash in. Yeah, we'll see. Mm. We'll see. Um, they may tell him, stay your ass home. Yeah. We don't need you. Um, Philly over the skins. Not surprising, I guess. Closer than it probably should have been. Oh, what was it? 20 to three? Yeah. Washington? Yeah. Wow. Um, and then the Bills. Didn't, the, didn't see one second. Don't care. Don't care. Um, right. And then I watched a little bit of that Vikings. Uh, Falcons game at least the first half when they got up big and well yeah they got that they got that punt block yep. like two minutes into the game yep. and scored yep. and then they got a stop and got the ball back and scored, scored and like that was the game right no the the moment it was clearly taken away what and the hell and you has could, happened to I Atlanta don't know. they were my Super Bowl pick a year ago and it's like they have fallen and fallen but hard. they got a lot of what like I don't get it I don't get it, it it's got to be it's got to be coaching because they have way too much offensive firepower I don't know they scored twelve points I know. I mean, Minnesota's got a good D, as we said. Right. But and, and Atlanta's an indoor team. And yeah. That, that was an indoor place. And granted, yeah. it's on the road, but you should be better than 12 points. Yeah, you would think so. So, all right, week two, you, you already talked about the, the Bears at the Broncos just a little bit. Yeah, I, I'm feeling good. Um, I think it's a game they can really get after Joe Flacco because he's pretty much a statue back there. And, uh, you know, I'll be interested to see how he does tonight right. on Denver. Mm-hmm. But yep. uh, I, I like the Bears in that one. Packers hosting the Vikings. We already talked about that. You said the the spread is three, so it's basically yep. a pick 'em home game. Vikings yep. look good week one. Packers eh, still walking on Soldier Soldier Field with a win. And as you said, I and I totally agree with you. Big early game for the Packers. Right, your top two teams right next to you in the division right away. And you got what five of the next six at home, right? Yes. Yeah. And 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 you get a chance to to go up. 2 and 0 in in your division that's big. Yeah, I mean, you start off 6 and 1 beating the top 2 teams in the right. division already, you're feeling pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh Saints at Rams. Interesting. Yes. Uh, that probably I personally would have loved to have seen that Thursday night instead of the Bear well, Packers. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. there's a little there's some heat there. Some fresh heat, mm-hmm. you know, with the the conference championship game last well, absolutely. year, but um, that'll be a good one. Uh, Tennessee hosting Indianapolis. You got Brissett in his second game, and then you got the Titans coming off a 30-point win. Um, and maybe a, a chance for Tennessee. I mean, that division's wide open. Know. It's wide right. open. Right, and that defense is pretty – it looks pretty good. Yeah, it does. Um, and then the uh, Sunday night game, Philly at Atlanta. And, I mean, I think that – I think – Monday morning, you're going to know whether or not Atlanta's going to be a playoff contender or, or if they're done. A draft contender. Yeah, or if they're done and their coach is going to be one of the first yep. guys fired this year. All right, that's a good f- about 40 minutes on the NFL yep. uh, for the first and second week. So um, we can dive into the Brewers if you want. They're, yeah. they're in action right now against the Marlins. They got up uh, early on, haven't checked the score uh, recently. But um, like you had mentioned, just – I. I 
I proclaimed them dead, and I guess I don't know anything because all of a sudden they play the top team, one of the top teams in the division, and they own them for the last two weeks. Yeah, yeah, um, it's pretty bizarre. I mean, they're they're still hanging around, like you said, and you know, it's it's a it's a product of the second wild card, which really allows mediocrity to kind of flood the baseball play. I liked it so much better when we were a kid when there were just four divisions and you won your division and there was the LCS and right. there was a World Series. Yep. You just got better teams. Mm-hmm. I'm not crazy about some of these wild card runs that teams have gone on the last few years, but um, that being said, it's always fun to go to playoff baseball and yeah. you know, it'd certainly be fun if the Brewers could make it. Um, you know, one and one against Houston to start the week. Uh, could have been two and oh. You know, Yelich hits the uh, game tire in the ninth, and then um, Houston comes back and and pops one in the tenth to win that first game. And then uh, blown out in the first game of the Cubs series. Kind of a weird game, uh, get beat 10-5, to but then come back with three really good pitching performances in a row uh, to take the next three and win the series. So I don't, I mean, Lyle, since he's come over, uh, Hauser's been pretty good, and Geo and Davies have been doing kind of ju- just get, enough to get them. Yeah, there. they get their four and a half. Yeah, they yep. can't get to the fifth. Well, Euchre and Levering said that a couple of weeks ago. It's like you know, last. I wonder if that's a contract ploy by the Brewers to keep the win totals down, maybe. Right, so they can go to arbitration yeah. and say, "Well, look, oh, I don't yeah. know what you want us to yeah, do. We only won seven games Here's last the year, Zach. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. You never know. Uh-huh. Well, stranger things have happened, but oh, that is true. Um, but yeah, you know, the funny thing with Lyles and and look, I. I kind of killed the Brewers a little bit for their their trade deadline uh, acquisitions and and maybe not going after Nothing, a little bit bigger right. fish. Um, for the most part, these guys have been pretty good. I mean, Pomerantz gives up the granny to Schwarber the other night, but other than that, he'd been pretty good. Lyles has been excellent. Yeah, yes. My question is, what the hell was he doing on the Pirates to start the season? They signed him for two million bucks. What, what are you that's, letting? That's wh- another guy. Why are you letting him walk yep. walk away for two million bucks and wasting? Four months, three months of the season talked last toiling week in Pittsburgh. About Wade Miley. Makes and, no and sense. So you've got these guys that are affordable that now are able to are able to help you, but after the season, you don't think they are at the price they're demanding. Yeah. I mean I, you, you gave what, up what's changed. If you had Wade Miley and Jordan uh, Lyles on this staff on opening day, this team is probably winning the division. You think so? They're six back. Okay. All right. They're six back. I mean, think about the lull they went through when they were, were throwing Peralta and Burns out there oh, to get rocked, yeah, and yep. then all of a sudden you got spot starts by Birch Smith and <laughs> some guy from the frickin' Minneapolis Twins or whatever the hell that league they play in up there is. It's like the Northwoods League. Yeah, like, who right. are these guys? I'd, you got me. Yeah. Well, I mean, and now you've got, you've got another a couple of guys on there. I mean, and again, I haven't been following with the September call-ups, didn't know who Tyler Austin was. Me and my dad were laughing our ass off yesterday watching the game didn't when, know when who, he hit that home run. Didn't know who Tyrone Taylor is. I don't know these guys because I haven't followed because it's just I'm I'm in football mode. So if I said this to my dad yesterday when you know shortly after Austin hits the homer, I'll, and I'll ask you the same question. So if on May first I told you that um, on the first NFL weekend the Brewers were going to be playing the Cubs for the last time this year. And Tyler Austin was going to hit a three-run home run, and the two guys he was going to drive in were Corey Spangenberg and David Fritas. <laughs> you would have said to me, number one, who the hell are those three? Correct. And number two, how far back in the standings are we Correct. that those guys are playing? Yes. And somehow this team is two games out of the in, wild card. And in meaningful baseball, these guys are doing things that benefit the team. It's it's, it's bizarre. And, and instead of just filling holes. 
Yeah. That's what it is. And I, I, it's in, it's inexplicable to me. I don't know how it happens. And, and that's why I think you get a little bit of the, the befuddlement from Madden. It's like, I, I don't know what's happening. Well, yeah, they, yeah, they, they you, you, you walk Yelich and you pitch around Braun, and then this guy comes up and just blasts one. Right. I mean, how else could you have played that? You I'm, couldn't. I'm sure every Cub fan was just so pissed off. <laughs> you know, it's like when they bring some ham and egger up. David Bodie comes up and hits two grand slams in a week. It's like who? Right. Uh, oh well, actually, he's the number three rated uh, prospect in our system, and uh, yes. oh, cool. Um, that and a bag of chips will get you a punch in the throat. <laughs> but that's obviously why you walk Yelich because the dude. What does he got? Forty four now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's on a tear again. Yeah, again. again. Went through a little lull. I mean, what did he did not hit a homer for ten games? And that was like a season high. It felt or like a year, like that, didn't it? High. Didn't it feel yeah, like it forever? Did. Yes. It's like Jesus, is he hurt? What the hell's going on? Yep. But forty thirty club for him. That's, Only the second really brewer good. ever with Braun. That's awesome. Um, the year after Braun was growing his neck beard because he was eating what he shouldn't be eating. But that's my boy, so uh, we won't go into right. that. No, we don't have to. And Grandal's been hot. I think he had a home run in the first each of the first three games of the Cubs series, so, so he's now, starting to pick I it guess, up. I guess, do you, do you look at him and do you say, we really want you back next year? Not, at, not at $20 million. Well, not, not at that price. But, but that's it, what he would have to come back at. I mean, no, I don't think so. I, I just Somebody think else that, that sign him for that. Well, I don't. We'll we'll see. It could be a Mustaka situation. That's I, what I, I, I'm that's what not I mean. sure. Um, I'm not sure if it's a, a mutual or a team option for next year. I, I I'd, yeah. I'd have to do some research on that. But right. I, you know, I don't know. I think 20 million is just too much for that position. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily the player. You know, I think uh, at 10 or 12 million, I could I could deal with that. Okay. You, know, you have a little extra money to play with, but um, you know, and he's he's a good player. But he's only hit 250. He's got 25 home runs, but he's only got like 60 RBIs. He's not exactly a, he, de- he, a defensive genius. I mean, he's got to be like the slowest dude on the planet. Mutual option. Mutual option, okay. Um, but he's so slow. Good God. He's only got like 12 <laughs> doubles, and that's why, because it's well, like running in molasses. You still like to get the fact that he's a pinch hitter. Yep. Yeah, I mean, a, 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 a switch hitter. Yeah, switch hitter. But He's I, a good player. I mean, don't yeah. get me wrong, but I don't know if... I don't know if twenty million is a spot to be, but so I think they had a team meeting. Was it on the plane or was it what was it before the game today? Somewhere I, I can't remember what I read, but it was basically council saying, "Listen, this is the Marlins. We can't afford to take a step back. We can't afford to relax. Mm-hmm. We need to go out and we need to, you know, kick their ass before we head over to St. Louis." Yeah. So I like that because that is that is the manager basically saying, "Listen." You all know that these guys probably aren't up to our talent level. Let's not take it easy. Let's just go beat their brains in, do our job, and get out of here. Well, and they're down another starter again. Uh, you know, um, Arcia is not with the team. He just had twins yep. yesterday. So um, I don't know if he's going to be there at all for this series. He may not rejoin them till the weekend when they go to St. Louis. So um, now tonight you got Travis Shaw in the lineup who's hitting about a buck forty. So uh, I don't know. It'd be it'd be nice to take three out of four. Yeah, would like that. I don't think you can catch St. Louis. I don't think so either. But the fact that you can make it closer, I mean, you need wins. So this weekend is going to be really, big, just in terms of you'd have climbing. to sweep them this weekend, and then and then Get hope that. I mean, I think the Cubs and the Cardinals play like they seven play or eight more times yes. here yep. in the last two weeks. So you know, you'd kind of have to hope that they 
they just beat up on each other and you sure. can gain a little ground. But be awful tough to make up six and a half in, in 20 games. Well, 20 games left. Yeah. And um, starts against the Marlins. And again, road trip this week. So, um, I can't believe, like you put this in our notes, three weeks already. Yeah, until, NBA training camp. NBA training camp. It's coming quick. Uh, I See, believe, it feels like the season just ended. I know. I believe they play their first preseason game the first week of October. Okay. So uh, the there's about another week left of the FIBA World Cup. Mm-hmm. And once that's over, I believe these guys, yeah, they get about two, two and a half weeks off. And they'll be, everybody will be back in Milwaukee before that anyway, you know, for the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, but officially, yeah, we're about three weeks out. Um, Greece uh, played the U.S. the other day in, uh, in one of the uh, was early rounds. Yeah, I saw Giannis is on the bench in the fourth quarter. Yeah, well, his coach basically said they were going to, they were going to sit him because they didn't think they could come back. They didn't want anything, you know, they didn't want him to get hurt or whatever. And I, I get that. But the dude that wants to win all the time? Yeah. You think he's going to take that? No, he didn't. I don't think he liked that very no. much. And uh, they had to win uh, today's game by 12 points against the Czech Republic to advance to the next round. Did they do They that? only won by seven, so Greece is out. Okay. Uh, but at the end of the Greece-U.S. game, there was a little bit of a dust-up. I think it was like a 15-point game with about 30 seconds left. And Harrison Barnes went up for a dunk for the U.S. And uh, Giannis's brother, Thanasis, followed him from behind kind of hard, knocked him to the ground. And uh, apparently that ruffled the feathers of a few of the Americans, uh, namely Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart of Boston, who I guess after the game had some words uh, directed at Giannis's brother. Giannis, of course, steps in, kind of gets nose-to-nose with Jalen Brown. And you can see Brooke Lopez in the, in the clip. Lopez <laughs> and Middleton are kind of looking like, Oh shit! What are we gonna do here? Who, 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 My guys who, are there. Yeah, so like you know, Middleton's kind of pushing Giannis away, and you can see Lopez kind of corralling the American guys, and um, you know, a little bit of friction there. I think there's some saltiness from the Boston guys oh, sure. still from the Bucks I'm beating sure. their ass, and I'm sure there. I'm sure there were things that were said on the court uh, in games four and five uh, when the Bucks were really putting it on Boston because Boston had kind of talked a lot of junk. Uh, in the season before, That'd so be a tough situation to be put in. Yeah, it's it's a little different. Countrymen, little different. well, and especially team. especially for well, you know the dynamic of the the Boston guys going at Giannis and his brother. You know, it's like yeah, they're they're not American, man. Right. Like at the end of the day, not only are you not on my NBA team, like you ain't even from my country. Right. Like I don't really care if you no, like me. Probably not. You know, like if Marcus Smart's on the but, Bucks, no, Bucks in four years, they'll hash it out. Middleton but, and Lopez. It's yeah. Like, well, we got We want to win the tournament, but I got to spend you know eight nine months with this guy. Well, yeah, and, and, and these so guys, it's, like, it's not they're, they're smart. It's not like they were going to be hands thrown. Oh no, you know, but it's just kind of like, eh, but come you're on, now just, in the middle of this, right? Right. So, so I thought that was kind of funny. All right, but um, so you, you hit on it a little bit uh, earlier with the Michigan game. So I was out mowing the grass. Yo, Saturday afternoon. That would be a good alternative. And uh, I mowed the front yard, and I came in to, to get a bottle of water, and I uh, just happened to flick the TV on for a minute, and I saw the score of the Michigan game. And I think I think they were losing at the time, yeah. Oh, yeah. like like in the fourth quarter. And I was like, what? <laughs> so I'm like, well, I got to watch this. <laughs> so I sat down, and I watched it. And, like, you could – every time they showed Harbaugh, it was so funny because – it was almost like you want. I wanted to pause it and just have a thought bubble coming out of his head. And like he does that squint with the yeah. like, like the open mouth. And like like like, wh- like he's got to be looking up at the scoreboard, going, "What? If I lose this game, oh man, 
I may not get fired, but I'm never going to succeed here. He's already not doing that by not beating Ohio State. And, I mean, they, they reach elbow deep into the recesses of their ass to pull the game out. <laughs> but I was listening to Kornheiser today, and he had Wilbon on, which he always does on Monday. They were dying at this game because Army threw the ball four yep. times. Yep. What they do? Wilbon, they were dying. They were like, this is like pre-Newt Rockney. Oh, yeah inventing the forward what, pass offense what, yes. and they had Michigan beat at yes. the big house. They yeah. had them beat. Yep. If that kid, I mean, they had a freshman kid making his first college field goal attempt and it was like a 52 yarder in the big house and he missed it by like two feet. I mean, dude, that's pressure, right? Yeah. I mean, it would have been awesome if he made it. So you can't be mad that he missed it, but it would just, it would have been, been nice. so, I mean, and then after- Michigan, they win the game and their entire team like runs into the corner where the band is and they are like losing their minds and freaking out about it. It's like, dude, you beat army at beat home. Army. You beat a 1932 offense. Big fucking deal. Unbelievable. I, I, I don't, I mean, gr- yeah, you won. I'd have, I mean, that would have been like a, a high school game to me that the coach, you know, a winless team, you beat them by 50. You just take your, you know, you leave your helmet on, you shake hands and you walk to the locker room. It's like you just took care of business and you're lucky to get out of there. Yeah. So we just leave. Yeah. That's all it is. Like there should be no pomp and circumstance. No. You shouldn't it, it be should have all been embarrassed. Well, exactly. You go back into the locker room and the coach chews your ass. And it's no not I'm not knocking army. No. But you're Good you're, you're supposed to be Michigan and yes. you're at home. I don't know what the line is. And, and somehow they're still tenth. They dropped a couple. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yes. So well, the good thing is, is uh, Gramps leaves for Vegas tomorrow okay. for a week. All right, and uh, so this coming weekend, when the line for the Badger Michigan yep. game comes out for the following weekend, I will be putting at least one Benjamin on Bucky. Yes, no matter what the spread. I like it. So uh, okay, I I I, I, I have getting no some, faith. Getting some butter sticks down. I mean, if if Army can run all over these guys That's when they said, when they know they're going to run the ball. I said this morning, and like you know that it's coming. He can't yeah. do anything. Now you've got Taylor, Groshik, Watson, and you've got the best receiver class that oh, Wisconsin yeah. has ever had. The old play action is going to be in full effect and, on that and, game. And Cone has probably riding high with confidence Looked after well. throwing for, for, well. for that many yards. And and the defense pitching a second consecutive shutout. Granted, they pay, you know played the Sisters of the Poor mm-hmm. you know the first two weeks yeah. in South Florida and Central Michigan. But still, I mean. Who I don't think anybody thought was going to be. No. I mean, they have. What, still. What is it? Like, they've all scored like 110 to 7? Yeah. Is that what it is? I think something like that. No, zero. zero. No, yeah, right. Two, yeah, two they haven't stretch. given up a no, point. They're they're the only top twenty five team to have not to given nothing. Up. Yeah, like I don't care who you're playing. So who do you think's going to have all the confidence in two weeks? Because Michigan's got to sit with that for another week. They're mm-hmm. off this week too. Yeah, and then it's that then it's the Big Ten opener. So Ooh, that's going to be a fun one. Yeah, I think so. So I think um, I think we've covered. We've covered some territory today. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we're going to try to hit the NFL hard when we yep. can on Mondays for the next what. 16 more weeks after this <laughs> and we'll have uh you know we'll have the brewers interspersed in there a little yep. bit we got the nba like we said starting in a couple weeks we're about i don't know six eight weeks away from college getting ramped up so yeah. we're we're heading into the busy season here you know and i i can't even my wife said this to me this we're looking at our calendar it's like the high school football season we're already at week four isn't that crazy like it's all it's almost, You're almost halfway done yeah and it feels like we just just started that We'll be hate driving to Madison LaFollette in 
to get a to get go- a horseshit signal out of there go- in no time. I don't even want to go there this year. I said that last year, and we wound up going. And I don't even want to put that on the schedule. But that's we'll be that's we'll, down the road. we'll be hate we'll be hate driving to La Follette and East, and we'll be happy driving to Memorial so I can get Chick Fil A and to Middleton so I can get a giant omelet. <laughs> And followed by Hertz Donuts afterwards. Yes, and followed by me laying at the top of the bleachers just, at Middleton with a bellyache trying man, to call the game. We got pregame in 10 <laughs> I'm Just go. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> All right. That's the intentional foul for this week. We'll recap some NFL, and we'll get ready for Badgers, Wolverines, and whatever else comes up. And uh, Antonio Brown should be ready to play. It ain't going to matter. They're going to win the whole Next. damn thing anyway. It's just icing on the cake. All right. We will do that when we reconvene next week. This has been the Intentional Foul. I'm Josh. Dan. We will talk to you soon. Go Bears.